Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Speech Language Pathology Podcast. I'm Bob Siriani. I am the program director and chair of the department, and I'm thrilled to have our guests on today. Um, uh, we've been working on these podcasts for a little while, and this happens to be one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, today, we're going to introduce you to the, the Speech Language Institute trifecta. It's a client and the client's student, and the student supervisor have joined me today to talk about what it's like to receive services in the clinic, what it's like to be educated in the clinic, and what it's like to teach in our clinic. And I couldn't be more happy to welcome um, Annie, our supervisor, and Jake, our student, and our big guest, Asher, our client. So Asher, let's get started with you. Um, you wanna tell us who you are? Yeah, well, my name is Asher. I'm 13, and I got uh, diagnosed with muscle tension dysphonia a few months ago. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, I was unable to speak for anything above a whisper, but uh, luckily, I was able to undergo speech therapy and regain my voice. What is the dystonia you're talking about? Uh, muscle tension dysphonia is it's a condition where the vocal cords in your larynx they they don't sh they don't like shut they they can't communicate with each other to shut and produce the sounds that uh, a person would normally make so my voice is very groggy and hoarse and it was it was very hard to speak how how do you use your voice is it just around the house are you in school tell us a little bit about that yeah well normally i'm a pretty big talker and uh yeah, I talk a lot around the house, a lot in school, and I talk a lot with my family, too. Mm -hmm. um, and so you came to the clinic to receive speech therapy services. What were some of the things that you did there? Well, the session started out with just like regular talking, addressing my voice. You know, I talked anything from uh, things at school to stock market advice. And after that, we usually did stretching where... Uh, like the laryngeal massage, I remember that one, and where you stretch your neck. And then after that, we usually did breathing exercises where um, uh, I remember the, the diaphragm, which I got taught, that was your fuel. And then you have the larynx, and then you have the, the mask in the face, which is the resonance. And we practice breathing exercises and we also practice pronouncing vowels and short words and sentences. So uh, the therapy was a success. I have to say, you sound great. I would have never guessed that you needed um, voice therapy just a few short weeks ago. Is there um, anything that you you walked away from that you really think helped you um, in when you were getting your speech therapy? Well, I do know that uh, acid reflux was a big contributor to the condition that I had. And so in addition with the uh, speech therapy, I had to go on an anti-acid diet, which I have to avoid foods like, uh, like, like any, like anything from like, you know, regular spices to grapes and applesauce because, uh, yeah, I, I suffer from acid reflux a lot. And I think that was a big contributor to my problem. Asher, you, you've been great with us today. Um, I think we might invite you in to do some of the teaching in our program. You're, you seem like a really natural teacher. Oh, um, thanks. You're welcome. So Jake, you had the opportunity to work with Asher. Um, first, let's have you introduce yourself. 
Hi, uh, I'm Jake. I'm a first year grad student at South University. And uh, I work, had the pleasure of working with Asher in the spring this year. So uh, before we talk about your clinical experiences, why did you choose Salus University as your graduate school? So initially when I went to check it out, when I was invited, um, I was impressed by the organization of Salus and it feels like the supervisors were pretty hands-on. Um, but what really got me was the interprofessional um, collaboration, which going through my classes now, I've seen a lot of it. I had a class about evidence-based practice. We recently had an event with Arcadia University that um, had different professions, including physical therapy and occupational therapy. Um, I worked in an office before I was in grad school. Um, I was a physical therapy aide, and which I worked with all the professions. So I really want a school, was looking for a school that kind of focused on that as well. Great, excellent. Thank you for sharing that. So tell us a little bit about working with Asher in our clinic. How has that contributed to your education here? So um, I haven't had an opportunity to do voice classes. So working with Asher was my first introduction to uh, voicing, which is um, like an aspect of speech language pathology. Um, and it kind of gave me an opportunity to um, understand the different aspects more and also gave me some questions that I look forward to asking in my voicing classes, questions that I probably wouldn't have had if I didn't have the opportunity to work with Asher. Awesome. See, Asher, you've been a great teacher. Um, I really appreciate that. And, and I think I'm going to switch over to Annie now. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Sure. My name is Annie. Uh, I am a uh, speech pathologist and clinical educator at the Speech Language Institute. Uh, I've been there for about four years, and um, I've been in the field for about 10 and most of my experience has been with adults, but every once in a while, I get the opportunity to work with a great student like Asher, um, which was super fun. You have been around the clinic for a while, and I we do appreciate you as, um, we'll call you a fan favorite. Um, but what, what are some of the advantages of um, working in our clinic with our students at such an early stage? Um, like Jake said, um, he's worked with a voice client before he had his voice class, and, and I know that that presents some challenge to our students, but what are some of those advantages? So this is such a great question. Um, I think there's so many, but I think Jake kind of touched on, you know, one of two that I think are really beneficial. Um, and I think what he mentioned was that he had an experience in the clinic that he was then able to bring or is going to bring to his voice class. And so I think sometimes education can be pretty linear, but where we are, it's, it's so great that the students get their, their foundational knowledge, their book learning, and then they're given the opportunity to sort of almost immediately turn around, come into the clinic and say, hey, I just read about this, or we just covered this in class, I'd really like to try it with my client. And even vice versa, like Jake said, you can have this personal relatable experience with a client and then bring that to your classroom. And I think that's when things really start to click um, and learning becomes much more robust and lasting. So that's really the first one. And the second one, I think for me, um, at the end of the day, we are humans working with humans. And so that can be a really dynamic um, and complex relationship. And so I think more and beyond that, what happens is that a lot of the times the, the clients or the patients that we see are coming to us from a pretty vulnerable place. 
And so that needs to be approached uh, with consideration and respect and really intentional and thoughtful decision-making and a lot of humanity. And so when you, as a new student or new to a profession, get that experience so early, it gives you the opportunity to sort of find your footing and navigate that dynamic um, and lighten yourself up so that when you do go out into the world or out into your externship, um, you can sort of spend and have the freedom to spend less time focusing on yourself and more time focusing on your client and your patient and how you're going to help them. And I think that just makes you a better professional. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that um, I, I think one of the advantages that Salas has by the early clinical exposures is that we move students quickly out of their uncomfort zone and um, into a more comfort zone. You know, I don't know. I, I'll speak for myself. There's still clients that I walk into the clinic and I go, hmm, I wonder what we're going to do with today. Yes. And I mean, that would be that would be, you know, something similar uh, with working with a with a client like Asher, uh, you know, that's not um, a typical diagnosis um, for for uh, a 14 year old, let alone anyone. And and being able to dive into the research and the books and 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 make it happen um, for both student learning and client success. I think is one of the things that we really do focus on at the Speech Language Institute. Yeah, it's really a uh, you know it's really a blend of this sort of sort of delicate balance of of confidence and humility that you need, and uh, I think our clinic really fosters that, which is great. So I, I'm so appreciative that everyone's gathered today to share their stories. Um, I I know Asher that um, we have been really thankful for your. Um, your participation in our clinic and the ability for our students to work with you and learn from you. So thank you so much. Um, Jake, your great representation of the, the students that we have in our program and the, the professionalism we expect out of our students. So thank you. And um, Annie, you're, you're, you're Annie, you're terrific. And I really appreciate the, the value that you bring to the clinic and to our program. As a, as a core teacher of our um, knowledge and skills in the profession. So if um, you have become intrigued with the services that we provide or the education we offer, please reach out. Um, you can contact us through our website, which is www.salus.edu. Or if you have a particular question, um, I'd be happy to answer that. And the best way to reach me is my email, which is r S-E-R-I-A-N-N-I -N -N -I at salus.edu.